0: Hello, mothlings, ghouls, and creatures of the night. You must have been attracted to our lot. You are listening to the Midnight Moth Podcast. I'm your host, Wednesday, from the band Pumpkin Guts, and this is your co-ghost, the Mothman, Molly Von Mothra. Hi, guys. Today, we are very excited to be doing something a little different in this episode, and I know we teased it last week and probably even the week before that. I have been kind of looking forward to this ever since we came up with the idea But we are going to be doing a little skit kind of thing for you guys today. And this is a totally fictitious script that we wrote. And we're telling you all campfire stories that we also wrote ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I felt like... Or, you know, I guess both of us really, we kind of felt like that was the best way to bring haunted summer months to a close was to do something that is like a traditional campfire, camping, whatever kind of thing, you know? Yeah,
1: because, I mean, anytime that you've ever been camping or had a bonfire or anything like that, one of the biggest things that everybody always does is tell scary stories around the fire.
0: Yeah, like that's always been something that I've enjoyed and... I remember earlier in my life as a kid and stuff when I got really like obsessed with the scary stories of telling the dark books and stuff like that and I would read those stories around the the fire or sitting like in a circle on my trampoline with a flashlight with my friends or my brother or you know whoever and it was just something we always liked doing and eventually we got to the point where we'd make up our own stories and usually my brother's stories were somewhere around the the realm of Resident Evil fan fiction but I didn't realize that's what it was at the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that <I laughs> makes it more scary that you don't know that that's what it
0: is. Yeah like it was always scary it was always creepy and we always had a good time you know so it, I don't know it's just something I've enjoyed doing and I have such a love for storytelling and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm glad this is something we decided to do. And I remember last year, me and you had a campfire kind of thing with our partners and we told ghost stories.
1: Yeah, because I mean, that's like I said, that's just what you do. You can't really have a fire without telling ghost stories. And you always have to have the flashlight under the chin. That's essential.
0: Oh my god, yes. Yeah, because that just adds the the creepy factor to it, you know. People have been telling campfire stories for a long time. You can kind of trace what is considered the origins of the campfire story back to during like World War II and stuff like that and Apparently, soldiers who were supposed to be keeping watch at night would tell each other scary stories to keep one another awake, which I find really funny.
1: Which, I mean, what else is going to keep you awake besides, you know, being scared to death?
0: Right. Can you imagine, like, some old-timey soldiers, though, who are these, like, tough guys out here fighting, in, you know, in the battlefield or whatever, and they're sitting Literally around... Literally
1: killing at- people, and they're like, oh, no, a ghost!
0: <laughs> right, yeah, like, they're sitting around at night being like... Oh, did you hear that branch crack? I bet that's a monster.
1: <laughs> it's a boogeyman. Right.
0: That's just, I don't know. That's just so fun to think about. I love i love that that is technically the origin of the, of the campfire story is that it's old soldiers telling each other stories to keep each other awake. <laughs> I guess we'll go ahead and get into it. And uh, I hope that you all enjoy this little thing that we've put together for you telling ghost stories around the campfire tonight. We're telling ghost stories you might just die of fright. It's a midnight moth campfire episode. Ooh, hey there mothling you must have been attracted to the light from our campfire i was hoping that it would help you find us yeah I have a seat i'm
1: just getting the stuff out for s'mores
0: i don't know what i was thinking having you hike up here by yourself
1: i tried to tell them that they should meet you because these woods aren't safe
0: i can tell by the look on your face that you weren't aware i can't believe that you haven't heard the stories
1: here take a chocolate bar and settle in
0: you know i used to live here in these woods So I'll start somewhere more in the middle of this story than in the beginning. I used to live in a house out in the woods, not too far from here. How I came to live in that house is not relevant. Let's just say I needed somewhere to go and it welcomed me in. It was obvious right away that it had been empty for some time. Spiderwebs hung from the ceilings, light bulbs were burned out, and some were even filled with water. A thick layer of dust sat on the furniture that remained from whoever had been here before. I could easily overlook these things. When you find yourself in a situation with no options, you'll take what you can get on whatever deal is available to you. Now, the water stains, the dust, the bugs, I can handle all that. Not an issue for me. I didn't even care about the moss that was growing in the bottom of the bathtub. It was the stain, the one that was hiding underneath the old broken couch. That was the first one that I came across. The color of copper and mud holding tightly onto the crevices of the old wooden floor. After I pushed the couch out into the yard for a bonfire later, I brought a bucket of soap and water. I scrubbed the floor into a lather, the soap suds turning a rusty color as I did so. An hour of work and a sore elbow later, the thing was gone. I went up the stairs to assess how bad the water damage was from some combination of a leaky roof and the bathtub overflowing at some point. That's when I found another stain, same color, and it was hiding under an old bench that sat in the bathroom. Ugh, I thought to myself as I made another bucket of water and started to work on that stain as well. Feeling satisfied that even though the floor was still dingy, the stain was gone, I made my way back downstairs. Then I found, to my own horror, that the stain in the living room was somehow back. Like, how did this happen? There was no sign of it when I made my way up the stairs. I went to the basement of the old rickety house and found some half-empty buckets of paint. One of them was a brown color, almost the same color as the splintered wooden floor. I covered the stain with the paint, not just one coat, but three. Only a day later, I found it showing through again, constantly staring at me. I knew what it had to have been, but there was no one for me to ask to clarify. I was also alone out here, and the place was, of course, all mine. It was two weeks into my avoiding looking at the stain, And deciding to just throw a rug over it the second I could find one in my price range. This is when I walked into the upstairs bathroom and came face to face with a man. At least, I guess that's what he had been. His pale white eyes stared directly into mine, his blue face mere inches from my own. My breath caught in my throat as the sickly sweet smell of peaches and rot drifted into my nostrils. The interaction felt like a lifetime, but it had only been a few seconds, and then he was just gone. I looked toward the stain on the floor in that room as I tried to regain my composure. And that's when I saw the handle sticking out from the baseboard. I grabbed it and it was connected to a rusted straight razor. My hair stood on end. I had to look this place up. I hadn't been too interested in the history when I came to live here, but now I just needed to know. A search of the address brought me nothing. It seemed there was no record of the house at all. Okay, okay. I'm just here temporarily anyway. No big deal. I could deal with a ghost for a few months. Another wink went by and no issues. Nothing happened with the exception of the unmovable stain. Until one night around midnight, I came downstairs for a glass of water. There in the living room where the stain was, an old lady stood with her head drooping down. She wore a white nightgown and her long hair hung over her shoulders. My heart jumped into my throat and for some reason I still can't explain, my feet began to carry me towards her. I found my shaking voice saying, Hello? Just then, the woman whipped her head up at me. Her mouth was transfixed into a silent scream. Milky white eyes sat in her face, and blood poured from her neck and down her nightgown. She lifted her bony, shaking hands, and she pointed behind me. More scared than I had ever been in my life, I turned, and there was the man again. He carried the straight razor in his hand, and he was moving with purpose. The smell of rot filled the air, and my throat burned. But as I locked my eyes with his, again he vanished. When I turned back to face the woman, she was gone too. I did not spend another night there. I decided to take my chances sleeping in my car until I could figure something else out. I never found out who those people had been in life, and no matter how I tried, I could not find the house again. So, if you ever find yourself out wandering in these woods and an old house appears to welcome you in, just keep walking. You may not be as lucky as I was.
1: Wednesday, look at their face. You've scared them into shock.
0: Oh no, mothling, I'm sure there's nothing to worry about. I was just trying to rattle your bones a little, you know, shake your liver, as they say.
1: Now, on the other hand, for my story, it's absolutely real, and you have every reason to be scared. There's a creature living in the mountains who is so elusive and blends in so well, you can never see it coming until it's too late. It has skin that looks almost exactly like tree bark. It's tall and thin, and it's standing right against a trunk, blends in seamlessly and they call him the forest funny man not because he's funny but because he imitates the creaks and breaking sounds of tree branches except when he's behind you so close it's almost impossible to get away and then in your ear you can hear its real voice still close to the sound of breaking twigs but it turns into a low breathy ha 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 and as you turn to see him he just looks like a tall, slender tree trunk. Then you see the top begin to curl downward into three curls of bark, resembling a gestures hat. And before you have time to process what you're saying, he bends over and you're consumed by the thousands of teeth resting inside of the top of his hat. So when you're in the woods, listen closely. Are you hearing the woods or is it the laughter of the funny man?
0: Oh, my God, Molly, if I thought that. I scared them. Look at them now. Well, they should be scared. (laughs) It looks like the fire is dying now. The stars are really lighting up the sky, though. I did get you a
1: flashlight for your walk back, Mothling, but it looks like the batteries have died.
0: No matter. Just keep your ears peeled for the sounds of crackling branches and unsettled spirits, and hopefully we'll see you again next week.
1: Good luck, Mothling.
0: So we hope that you enjoyed our little campfire skit.
1: We're obviously not actors, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing our best.
0: Yeah, this is our first time ever doing anything like that. So please uh, don't be too harsh on us. Uh, I I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I mean, it felt like we did a decent job on it. So um,
1: We do still want to hear your feedback. If you want to hear more content like this we kind of want to turn this into a series and have like monthly like maybe not campfire stories but just monthly storytelling and this is where we would love to hear from you guys so if you have any of your own spooky stories at all about anything ghosts anything paranormal aliens cryptids (laughs) for any kind of cryptids yeah any stories that you guys have please feel free to submit them and this will be your time to shine and we can tell your story
0: yeah absolutely i think it'll be a lot of fun and uh we'll we'll definitely we you know we'll give you credit and all that stuff like we we always say and i know if we don't start doing this as a monthly thing we're definitely gonna do it as our bonus episodes for those months when we have an extra Friday unless you all just hate it so much that you don't want us to but I hope that's not the case because I feel like it was it was fun and I hope you all enjoyed it
1: we've been trying to figure out how to incorporate your ghost stories and I think this would be the perfect way is to have like just a whole episode dedicated to ghost stories
0: yeah absolutely well so if uh this fun little episode um we're bringing haunted summer month to an end this is uh you know the last friday in august and we enjoyed covering the summertime related things and next month is gonna feature all about death
1: because what's (laughs) spookier than death
0: it is my biggest fear
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think it's a pretty common one
0: yeah so we are we're gonna talk about a lot of just a lot of things to do with uh folklore and paranormal happenings and stuff like that surrounding death. i mean quite frankly we wouldn't even have paranormal things if not for death i don't believe so you know you have to die to become a ghost so
1: (laughs) (laughs) so with that have any of you guys ever had a near-death experience? Do you want to, you know, discuss that with us? Let us know what happened. Did you see anything? Was it just black? You know, if you're comfortable sharing that story with us, now is the time. It's death month, all about death.
0: <laughs> yeah, and also, too, just, you know, I guess if it that's just something, a topic that you can't handle, I'm real sorry. You'll probably have to set out most of our episodes next month, but If that is the case, please don't forget about us and come back in September when we're talking about something different.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can see how that would be a um, triggering kind of uh, subject for a lot of people.
0: It is for me personally, but I'm also one of those people that I like to work directly through my anxiety and trauma. So that's part of why I wanted to do it as well. I'm also really, really obsessed with the Grim Reaper. I just love the idea of the Grim Reaper.
1: And we uh-huh. will have an episode all about that, so stay tuned for that.:
0: Yes, yes. And so the two stories that you heard during our campfire skit, the first one that I read, was written by me Wednesday Winters, and that story is called "The House in the Woods." The second story that you heard, which was read by Molly, was wrote and performed by Molly. <laughs> <laughs> that story is the forest Funny Man. Which I think is a cryptid that you invented, right?
1: Yeah, I just made it up. But now it's real because it's, you know, out in the universe and so now it's a thing.
0: Yeah, so watch out for that. New cryptid <laughs> alert, guys. <laughs> New cryptid just dropped. <laughs> Get your trail cams ready. <laughs> uh, Alright, guys. Uh, we hope you're out there enjoying this the summer and uh, preparing for autumn because that's what we're doing i'm just kind of trying to make it through this heat wave and get to uh the the you know to the halloween season season. yes yes and in the meantime you know anything if you have any stories you want to share with us like we were talking about anything related to death anything related to ghost stories you know any of that stuff as always you can send those stories to the midnight moth podcast at gmail.com You can find us on Facebook at The Midnight Moth Podcast.
1: Guys, we're on all platforms. (laughs) We're on on Twitter, uh, Uh, also under The Midnight Moth Pod. Uh, You can find us on Instagram at The Midnight Moth Podcast. You can find me on Instagram under TMM underscore CoGhost.
0: And you can feel free to reach out to us on any of those platforms. We will get back to you promptly, though. I do prefer if you're going to send us a long story, please send that to the email. But I will forgive you if you send it somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Also, wherever you're listening at, please give us a rating. Give us a review. Let us know what you think about this podcast. We have about a half a year under our belt right now of doing this. And that's pretty cool. So uh, we definitely want to hear your feedback know how we're doing and we'll we'll keep making content for you guys and we'll be right back here next week with a brand new episode so until then we'll keep the laner burning for you